Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and as always, with every week, I am joined by Jeremy Pratitich. Hello. Hello. I have a question for you, Kerry, before you usually have a question for oh, me. Oh man. Break the ice with me, Jeremy. Break break my ice. Mm. When when I when I <laughs> when I um when I hit the button to play the music. Yeah. And then I hit the button to to swap scenes in, in yeah. OBS to to bring us into the the, the two cam that that, yeah. that everybody's seeing nice, right now. Get a nice transition. Yeah. Do you start talking based upon a specific point in the music or do you start talking when the transition starts? I do it based on the transition. Okay. Good. Uh when we were just doing audio uh and we put the music in post. Uh, I would always have the music come in at a certain point. I would always, I would always put the intro right after a certain bit in the music. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like it was like sixteen seconds in. It was it like worked well with the phrasing of the music. It wasn't too long an intro, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, now I just do it so that I'm not we're not just staring at the camera, or alternatively just talking while no one can see us. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I do it to the transition. Yeah, because I I I have been I've been hitting the button to change the scene later than I would have edited it. Interesting. Why because, is that? Because uh, I used to do it at 26 seconds. So, okay, so so for the inside baseball is I get a countdown of how long the music is going to be playing for. Ah. I get I get a little timer when I hit the button to say, this, this thing that you're playing now has got 31 seconds altogether. Yeah. I used to hit it at 26 seconds. I've now started hitting it at 28 seconds. So two seconds earlier, because I think it sounds better because I know how long the transition takes. Yeah. That you come in at a better time. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I thought that was good just then. Yeah. The other thing that happens for me is I have to account for the, for the lag because if I wait for when I see out us on camera, by the time I start talking, it's going to be another one or two seconds. So yeah, the, like, the transition gives you that like get ready kind of like yeah. Like so I I start speaking before I can see us. Yes. Yep. 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 Because I know it, it'll most likely. I mean, I've never I've never measured it or whatever, but I know I'll most likely only just barely start talking as we come up on screen. Sure. Right. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. If you're uh if you're only listening to us, then you'll have no idea what we're talking about. But there's some slick transitions in the video feed that you can see, and that's what that's roughly what we're talking about. Check it out. Uh, what? Yeah, check it out. It's a fun time. Hey, that sounds like my intro. Why don't I go through it? Uh, hey everyone, this is the Minimap Cast. Uh, we go live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday, uh, with 24 hours of early access given to our wonderful patrons. More on that later. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure to tell all your friends who you think might enjoy this and give the show a positive rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, it makes a huge difference to the show and it only takes a few seconds. Uh, if you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, released, duh, you can follow us on our social media accounts. That is at MinimapAU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where... We are live right now and every Monday night, 6.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time for the live recording of the Minimap cast. So happy I could say Australian Eastern Daylight Time now without having to, like, trip over my own brain. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, it's fun recording live because we always get to hang out with the chat. Whoever turns up, you can can hang out with us, message along. We've just... Here's here's Alex in chat who we just recorded an episode of the Minidisc podcast with. Uh, So, yeah, you can come out, hang, hang out with them, hang out with us. It's a good time. 
Uh, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, Minimap, uh, the website, this podcast, everything we make, it is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. So to help keep the mics and lights on, if you wanted to support us, you could become one of our patrons over there. Uh, for $5 a month on Patreon, you get 24 hours early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast and uh, some extra little bonus features we're, we're, we're thinking of and more. Head on over to patreon.com slash minimapau to help us out. And remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's funny. It's been an interesting week. Like, like I'm ready to do the show, but we, as, as I just alluded to, we recorded for the first time in maybe more than a year, we recorded a second podcast in a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we did some, we did some pecking order last year. Anyway. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of weird. Like we've got a week's worth to talk about, but we have done this twice in the last week. We did a, we did a doozy of a mini disc game club. We were, we were in for a, for a long time. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I feel like warmed up, but like overly familiar. Like I've got more to say. Like, I don't know. It's a weird feeling. I haven't, I haven't felt like this for the podcast in a while where it's just like back into the next one. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. Um, there was the level of, um, uh, when, when when we finished uh, the episode of Community Disc we did the other day, um, that night I then finished and uploaded an article to the website. And That's right, and, I forgot about that. Yeah, and, and there was a level of like, oh, right, yeah. Like, like we do just be making stuff now, which is fun. So, um, yeah, it was like, it was a level of like, oh, yeah, right. It's like, there's, there's stuff happening. Yeah, the ball Probably. is rolling. Probably. The, the ball that we, we spent all of January shaping and getting to the top of the hill, it's, it, it's it now is, rolling. It is now round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's shaped. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> We've been playing a bunch of stuff this week. Uh, some, some new stuff and some less than new stuff. But uh, before we get into that, we are going to be talking about Xbox. Um, Xbox. They, they've had a bit of a week, and we spoke about them somewhat indirectly last week with our Halo, you can have this one topic, where we discussed the uh, the, the layoffs and the news that had come out regarding 343 Industries over the previous week. Mm-hmm. Um, this past week, uh, the Xbox had a, a new type of uh, showcase for them. It's called the Developer Direct. Uh, kind of... Which is interesting because Xbox has kind of had the most long form presentations of the whole industry for a long time now. Where obviously Nintendo have been doing Nintendo Directs for years at this point, and they are quite direct, very succinct. Yeah, the um, quite n- packed. the only time Nintendo do long presentations and is is when they do uh, E3 sometimes, or and those are normally just longer directs. Yeah, 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 yes. Or when when they used to do um, when Sakurai used to do the Sakurai presents. Yeah, as yeah, and the only other thing I'm thinking of is um, hardware reveals. Like the Switch reveal was a was a big deal. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. But like that's because it's a big deal. Um, and then yeah, uh, PlayStation kind of followed suit with their state of plays and PlayStation showcases. So 
Xbox has been doing these developer breakdowns and these deep dives, these kind of like four hour long live streams with people like developers on stage where they just talk for 30 minutes, which is, it has its place and it's great. And it does focus the, the attention about, it, it focuses on the developers and the effort it takes to create stuff like that. Like that's cool. But it's like, it's, it's not the kind of thing that grabs an audience. It's not a very highly watchable thing to do i don't think that that kind of presentation yeah like i think i think it 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 works for what they were doing because they had a smaller number of things to show but they had a lot to talk about it because stuff like redfall as we saw with you know like the joke for Deathloop was they had showed that game 90 times right like that was that was the the joke that every 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 amount of developer deep dives yeah and what was even funnier was when then we played that game, I still didn't really know what they were doing until I played it because it's so yeah. hard to really get into the nitty gritty for arcane games a lot of the time. And Which is why probably why they were trying to explain it so much. Totally, I I don't envy that that task. It reminded me of when when they're trying to show off VR games for the first time to people who don't have VR. Like you know, like it's like oh, it's good, but like you know, uh, it doesn't always work really well. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, it it reminded me of that a little bit. Um, the 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 thing about um, Redfall coming out is I felt like they were sort of doing a lot of the same stuff, um, where they were like, oh, oh yeah. you know, maybe maybe it works this way, maybe it doesn't, and I don't know. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, it's funny. And so the developer direct that we had this week, it was it was tighter. It was it was more direct. Um, while still being a bit longer, it was it was the developers talking about each of their games each time. But there were five games that they showed across about forty minutes. Um, there were games that most of them we'd heard about before. Most of them it was it was updates. Um, it was a it was a good time. It was good. It was good. So, I guess. Well, what did they what do they what do they what do they speak about? Just so everyone's on the same page, they spoke about uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, they're sort of Gran Turismo version of Forza, the original version of Forza. Yeah, I spoke about which Minecraft. looks fucking good. By the way. Oh, it looks beautiful. Oh you know that they're, they're, they're targeting 4K 60 FPS with ray tracing. I know, and like that, but it doesn't make any sense. They'll fucking do it. The lunatics will do it. It looks absolutely stunning, and like the they were talking about all of the all of the dirt detail on the cars, the and the destruction engine, and time of day, and their the, material. Have the 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 shaders they're using for paint. I, like I, I, I need to briefly touch on this because there there was a, there was a moment in in like there were, there were many moments in the past where it was hard for. It was when a game console came around, a new one. It was always like, okay, like let's like. There was always that question of when is next gen gonna arrive and stuff, which is a very silly conversation sure. to have every single time. And yet we do have it every single time. And that conversation got worse and worse as time went on. When games were lo- launching more and more cross platform because people couldn't always buy them, and they they were getting in more and more hands that you know selling a game to uh, an an install base of already you know. 12 million or whatever is a no-brainer of course you're going to do that yeah but there was a there was a there was a constant for a while where next gen felt like it arrived when a racing game came and it was only for that platform right and for a long time like when you when you when you remember you remember the age when when wheels weren't round in games 
<laughs> yes. And then and then as game tech got better, wheels got rounder. And that was honestly some of the most amazing stuff to see a yeah. round fucking wheel in a video game. And then Yeah, no, totally. And and but it it would be a wholesale of everything in a racing game. Environmental detail and and destruction fidelity and like, right, time like, of day changing re- reflections and weather exactly. and and you know substances all that stuff right um mm-hmm. but then we sort of we moved away from that a little bit when the ps4 came out you know the four four to six i think it was went came out or launched on the xbox one i think it was five maybe it was five um and then that but like but like when playstation took a break from gran turismo and then forza really started doubling down on horizon there was like a, you know, like these are good and exciting, but Horizon Four and Five are the same engine, yeah. And it, like, and and you know, great engine, stunning looking game. Four and Five both look incredible. But there was a level of like, okay, but like, when's the next one? When's the, when's the one that's gonna make me go fucking wow? And within a year, we are gonna get. Oh no, like yeah, uh, or within a year, close-ish, we're gonna get this Forza game re- releasing within a 12-month time frame of the previous Gran Turismo. Um, yeah, yeah. They'll be quite contemporaneous with each other, won't they? Yeah, I did have that thought. Like, how it's going to be interesting to see them go head-to-head um, in that way. And, like, it, only, like in, a, in, a, in a fairly indirect way, like, that, it, not like, not like Battlefield 1 launching against Titanfall, launching against Call of Duty, whichever one it was that year. Like, not, yeah. not quite that direct, but um, the two premier console exclusive racing titles coming out at the same time actually competing it like it didn't really happen last generation because um gt sport was such a such a mixed bag yeah uh yeah yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting it looked absolutely stunning i am excited to see what people think about it i'm not excited to play it but that's just me are you gonna are you gonna load it up at all even just I mean, for like I guess, the, I guess if I've got an active subscription, which I probably will, but like, unless I'll, maybe not even then, the hard drive size is such a commitment for something that I don't care about and will be terrible at. Oh, but even just the what if what if you get what if you get like racing sim pilled like I did when I played, uh, 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 um, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. Yeah, I I I sincerely doubt that will happen. Um. I, I, like I I'm still remember. I'd, be, I'd be more keen to try Gran Turismo with the DualSense features than than Forza. Forza seems even more intimidating to me than GT7 did. GT GT has that familiarity where when we, when my brother and I when we got our PS2, it came with Crash, Wrath of Cortex, and, and GT3 A spec. Yeah, yeah. That that was the first game I got on PS2 as well. Yeah. So that those like menu sounds and stuff like that, like it's it's simmy, but it's not. It's, it's familiar. Not, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. So, like, yeah, I'm not opposed to it. It's just, it's just a racing game. It's only going to do so much for me. Yeah, I still remember that conversation we had. Just to, just to finish that off, when we had at the end of last year, when, when you asked me, like, oh, like when we we're going through game of the year, and you said, like, wow, I didn't realize Gran Turismo was that high up for you. Yeah, and and I let you know that I'd actually been playing it like consistently throughout the entire year, just yeah, very lightly. <laughs> You just don't do that. Yeah, really, no, except with Apex. Yeah, or Marvel Snap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they spoke about Forza. What was next? I think next was Minecraft Legends, um, which Jeremy, Jeremy, and I 
mentioned last week and both had confused with Minecraft Dungeons, which is the the Minecraft Diablo-like. This is not that game. No. This is a... It's an RTS. It's a Minecraft RTS game. You create bases and build units and go scouting for resources and then attack other people's bases. And you can build, like, redstone launches and watch out for mobs and stuff like that. Like, it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's... I don't know if I'd heard of this game before. <laughs> I, it's also like it, like look, it's that's exciting that they're doing more with Minecraft. I think that makes more sense. It's cool that it's on multiple platforms. Cool, it's on multiple platforms. It's not going to be a big win for them in that regard. I don't think it'll be a big win with like gamers, but I do think look, because look, it's look. Minecraft, because it's 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 it can go to a big audience. Okay, look, actually... It will just do well. I, 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 might, I might be talking it down maybe maybe more than I should, considering that it is actually Minecraft, and that will obviously do very well just with the name Minecraft on it. Um, mm. I, I think what I mean in terms of, like, it's not a... It's not a... a, 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 a for the... Yeah, it is It is not a exciting AAA game like a like Fable, for example. Yeah. Sorry, Fable's yeah. a quadruple it, it A. Probably game, be a critical but... darling. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and it it also has the the limitation of being an RTS game. So yeah, right. who knows how well RTSs could do in the current landscape? I mean, I hope well for any game, but like yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in the middle of the conference, they so they they told us that that was going to be there and that was going to be there and the next two games were going to be there. But this middle game was a surprise announcement for this developer direct. And I think it was the star of the show. Uh, It was not only because it was a surprise, but I think it was such a wonderful surprise. Um, Tango Gameworks, the developers behind uh, The Evil Within 1 and 2 and last year Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, announced and released later that day a game called Hi-Fi Rush, which is this sort of comic animated rhythm action game yeah i, I, I love uh, i love a shadow drop yeah shadow drops great but like they, the, they the almost never drop, work <laughs> that's the thing i was thinking about why this one took off so well and you know I, you know what i think it was about this one was or rather i was i was thinking about the ones that we've gotten used to like we've started saying we started saying for every conference, we'd get to the thing and, and be like, whoa, that was amazing. And then everyone, if we were, if you were doing a reaction or you're watching a reaction, someone would say, and one more thing, ha, ha, ha. And then someone would say, and one more thing. And it was like, oh, Personas announced for the consoles and it's coming out in three months. It's like, oh, that is cool. Or like, it's a small thing that an, a, a small group of people are going to be very excited about. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. Nintendo, the demo is out after this Direct. The game comes out a little bit later. Yeah. So they they haven't really, they haven't, the, the, the announcements and the shadow dropping hasn't been for something that has been quite this exciting in more recent years, I would say, on general, in general. Um, this game being first party, game being such a tonal shift from Tango Gameworks' previous work over the last generation of, of, of consoles, um, having such a great style, having such a good concept. Like, it's... And, and, it's, and it's a cheap game. Like, it's kind of a smaller... It's, it's a smaller experience. But it's made to a really decent quality, and, and it's so catchy. It's so 
eye-grabbing. It's so attention-grabbing. Those kinds of games where you see them the first time and you remember them, like like Cocoon on well, that was in like a state of play. That's that that's that one where you play as this like thing that picks up little balls and you, you'd recognize it if you saw it. If that game had come out when they announced it, I think we would have been all over it because everyone's like, "Oh, what was that? That looks really cool. I'm really excited about that." At least I was. I know a few other people were too. Right. Um, oh, well, do you remember this one? Yeah, I do. I completely forgot about it. So do you know what I mean? Like if it if it if they announced that that was coming out when that the kind of thing that is so attention grabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the first time you see it, you're like, oh, I want to remember what that is. If you can then download it that night, that is a that is a great pairing. Sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's really cool. It's a it's an interesting game. We'll talk about it more because we have been playing it. Yeah. Um. It's the thing I've played the most this week. So we'll be talking about it more in our impressions in the second half of the show. But it was so cool to see this um, too. It did get a bit leaked, but only in like its name and who was making it kind of a deal. No one really knew what it looked like, how good it seemed, the impressions of it or yeah. the, the concept of it. So um, it's still got a really, really decent buzz just from launching it being that good surprise, which is cool. Uh, after that, they spoke about the Elder Scrolls Online, uh, their new Necron or Necrom expansion. I can't remember. Necrom, I think. Uh, this, they're getting Cthulian. Cool. Elder Scrolls Online continues to be Elder Scrolls Online, continues to run. Turns yeah. out that game is nine years old, Jeremy, which is <laughs> wild. It's absolutely crazy. Mm. I remember selling that game at work for two bucks for the disc. I remember when that game was announced. I was like, that's like that's kind of neat. Like I thought that was like a cool yeah. idea, and then it is still fucking going. Yep. It's like good, good on them. Yeah. More power to them. Of course. Uh, and then finally, they gave us a really in-depth look at Redfall. Um, not like re- not like it wasn't like a half-hour Nintendo Direct kind of in-depth, but you know they showed you a bit of the loot system and the menus. They showed you lots of the different encounters, all of the different what it's like playing solo, what it's like playing with a group, like what the different abilities are and what all the enemies look like and different environments. And they really went all over the place. They were like, they showed you like a minute of one bit of gameplay and then they're like, let's go over here now. Let's go over to this place. Here, check out the menus. Hey, look, there's a boss over here. Like, and I think that was pretty good. That's a good way to keep it fresh rather than trying to jam it all into like one vertical slice that tries to have everything in it at once. You know, old school style. Um, I don't think, yeah, that would really work for an arcane game with how deep they are. Yeah, um, yeah. This had me a little more... I, I, I'll admit when I was watching it, I was also like messaging people and like having lunch. So I, I wasn't paying so much attention to it. But seeing this has me a little more optimistic for its, um, for its chances compared to the last time I saw it and my initial, my previous impressions. Yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm still excited for this game. But yeah, I can see it being less mass appealing than Deathloop. Mm. Um, I hope it does well for them as all of those games. I think Arcane make really cool games and they continue to make really cool games. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Look, at the very least, it'll have some, it'll have at least one system in it that I'll go, that's fucking sick. And I will, I will remember it for at least one system. I am sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. And and it is multiplayer, and it's an Xbox Game Pass Day One release, so it's going to have that install base on launch. So that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope it does well for them. I'm, I'm feeling a bit more, a bit more optimism. For okay. Them. Yeah. 
So that was the developer direct. Yeah. Bit of a shorter show. Obviously, we're only halfway through our first half. We're only a quarter of the way through our show. So what else are we going to talk about when we're talking about Xbox here? Well, we thought this was a good opportunity through the lens of the developer direct to talk about what this year looks like for Xbox coming into the end of January, going into the rest of the year. Um, you know, they had they had their like their false start in 2021 where we got 12 minutes and Psychonauts 2, Age of Empires, the Microsoft Flight Simulator on, on console release, uh, Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, all in like four months. Like that was pretty, that was, that was kind of that like, the dominoes are starting to fall, Xbox is coming, they're arriving, they've been buying all these studios, they're finally here, and they kind of, they started, it was like, it was like pulling on the, on the lawnmower and you thought you had it, but it didn't, it didn't quite take. And, and yeah. all of 2022 was then getting ready to pull on the court again, it feels like. We didn't really have much from them at all last year. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. Like the, 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 there was a weird, like, like, what are we getting this year? Yeah. And, 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 and also like, wait, what's happening with Halo? Wait, yeah. we're only just in season two? The, 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 there was two main things. And I think that it, it didn't come from a place of um, like nothing coming. But I think that there was like, w when we look back at their, their E3, I think is the most important thing that they did last year, which was when they did E3, they said every single game that is going to be shown in our E3 conference is we'll releasing release in the next 12 months. In the next 12 months. Yeah. And... A bold claim. A bold claim. And we know that's not going to happen for every single thing simply because Starfield got pushed. Um, Starfield got pushed out of November. Yeah. It may still make it in this first half of the year. No, it's not. <laughs> it, it might. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't think it will. I think because if, if, if they were going to, they either would have said in this direct... Um, uh, tune in for the Starfield Direct. They have announced there is going to be a Starfield thing. Yeah, but um, I don't. I don't see it hitting. I don't. I think it. I. I just don't see it. I just. I. I'm. I'm putting my eggs in that basket that we're not going to see it until the end of this year. I think they need more time. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. But um. You know, like there was stuff in there, like you know, like Silk Song was in there, right? Like there's 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 a lot of stuff in there that is like it's still kind of question marks. We hope, yeah, that they hit it. But it's also it's worth pointing out that a number of these games. So I, the thing I forgot to mention about the developer director, the release dates, right? Minecraft's coming out in April. Uh, the ESO expansions in June. Redfall's in May. That was announced. It's coming in May, which is sooner than I was expecting. Uh, Hi-Fi's out already, but. Forza was just confirmed for this year. So we might not even see it in the first half of the year, and that would be breaking their promise. Anyone who gets annoyed at that kind of thing, I think, is too short-sighted. Yeah, that's not how game development works. 12 months later, if it is close, we know the release date 12 months later, which we probably will. I will know by June when Forza's coming out. And they're not going to keep a game because they said that all 90 of these games are going to release in the next 12 months. Like, they're exactly. not going to do that to, to try and win that promise over because like that's a that's a that is a, a moronic thing to do um yeah no one's gonna remember that promise in years to come but if the game fails that is uh that is something that will have 
a lasting impact on the financials, on the success of the studio, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, but what we also have to remember is when we when we got when we got shown that 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 conference last year, a lot of the big hitters weren't in there because they couldn't announce that they that they were going to come within the next twelve months, right? You know, there was no Hellblade, there was no Fable, no avowed, no avowed. Um, there was no like even like you know even Indiana Jones or or Elder Scrolls Six, right? Like you know they're not ready to show a lot of that stuff because they're just they're just really, really early a lot of in a lot of cases, right? Yeah. Um. So, what do they need to do this year? Like, what what can they and what like what can they do this year, and what yeah. what do they need to prove? I guess. So i I remember seeing the end of the developer direct. They had a really sensible layout where they were like, "Here's the five games we're showing today. Yep. Here's their release date." And every time you came back to it, they added a new add a new information based on what you just saw but it also meant you got to refresh what you remember what you what you had seen from the previous stuff that's why i can remember it all off the top of my head right now it, it, it was quite quite clean <laughs> yeah very clean very simple very striking like great colors and all of that so what was it a surprise hit in january with hi-fi rush they didn't know it would hit but it did which is great nothing really that we know of till april with minecraft legends then it's redfall in may ESO expansion in June, which is a bit like, you know, that, that's probably not going to bring in that many new people, but it's it's something. Uh, and then Forza probably sometime around then, if maybe a couple of months later. I imagine they, they want it to be soon. Yeah. And, like, that's cool. That's an exciting list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When we look at the other stuff that they have announced, there are there are a number of things that they've announced in previous conferences in 2021 and 2020 that we just haven't seen yet and we don't know when we're going to and it it's it's not unreasonable to think that we won't see them for a while longer yet uh but yeah we mentioned some of them before but let's just quickly go through this list we've got perfect dark which heard recently with news about crystal dynamics that that has hit a snag so that has hit a speed bump and won't be soon yeah elder scrolls 6 we don't even have starfield yet we're not seeing that anytime soon uh starfield is next on the list Probably, almost definitely seeing that this year. Who knows? We we just don't know with that one. Yeah. Avowed, no idea. You know, no clue. Hopefully soon, yeah. right? But Hopefully. They announced it ages ago, but also they were working on Grounded. They've also announced they're working on Outer Worlds 2, which is the next one on this list. So, like, that's a lot for Obsidian to do at once. They also made Pentiment. Like, Obsidian's been working, but who knows? We just don't know where Avowed is. We haven't seen literally anything on it since the initial announcement. I really um, hope we see it before we see Outer Worlds too. I don't, I don't care for Outer Worlds that much. Yeah, I, I want to see it before then too. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Fable, made by Playground Games, the developers of uh, Forza Horizon games, that recently we, we heard that is all hit a speed bump and isn't doing so well. Uh, Hellblade two. I have no idea where Hellblade is, but we do, we definitely don't have an announcement for that. They didn't show it in this direct, so who knows where it, where it is or where it's coming. Everwild from Rare. Haven't seen anything on that in years. Stalker 2 is not made by them, but it is releasing console exclusive on Xbox, but that is being delayed sort of ad infinitum by the war in Ukraine because that's where the developers are based. Uh, Indiana Jones is a multi-platform game, but that's made by Machine Games. Still pretty early day. Days on that one. State of the K3 has been announced, but no no news on that one. 
contraband by uh, the coalition. I, I don't, we don't even we hardly even know what that is, and we also know that there's a, an untitled Kojima Productions game for Xbox in the works. So like that's a lot of stuff, but a lot of it feels like it's so far in the future. Still, still, yeah, exactly. I can see Hellblade coming out this year. Hellblade, Starfield, maybe avowed at a push, but then a lot of that other stuff is like. So then, to answer your question, what do they need to prove? What do they need to do this year? I think every every game they showed at the developer direct, I think needs to hit. I think it not necessarily blow the doors off. I'm not talking like Breath of the Wild masterpiece success, but it does need to speak to the audience that it is going for. It like Minecraft Legends needs to be an excellent family friendly strategy game. Forza needs to be an a high fidelity, incredible racing simulator that anyone could jump into that might want it that that could sell systems, right? someone's like oh i just saw the new forza motorsport game now i need to get a series console that kind of a thing that's what forza needs to do for them just to jump Uh, in real quick um contraband is avalanche not coalition but continue oh avalanche right which is weird yeah (laughs) yeah yeah coalition does gears yep and what's the what's the what's the other one that they met that that's working on um perfect dark is that the initiative Oh, I th- I think so. Yeah, it's that. It's the studio they made to that they that they created. Yeah, it's the yeah the the quadruple A studio run by. Uh, they had someone in there that was like huge. yeah quadruple A. That's right. It's yeah. like yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then what was what was the other one? ESO again is just going to do what it's going to do. I doubt that will like over that will help them overtake Final Fantasy fourteen or anything like that. Um. And Redfall. Redfall is a big question mark. So I, I think I think Forza can do it. I think Minecraft can do it. Uh, Hi-Fi hit, which is great. The question for me is whether Redfall hits in a mainstream way, not just in like a Prey kind of way where the people who played it said, hey, you should play Prey. And then all we hear for the next five years, are, not enough people played Prey. Why didn't you play Prey? You should play Prey. I've... I've Redfall is in danger of slipping in that. Any arcane game, I feel like, is in danger of slipping into that territory because they are, they're so, they're great games. They're really well-made games. And arcane are really good at making these immersive sim-type games. But they, it isn't a genre that immediately hooks people in. It will not intrinsically work for a large group of people. It has to have something to it. Yeah, yeah. It, they are, they, they, they take in a in a in a genre that is and by genre i just mean first person shooter like in a in a platform i guess in a in a medium that is first person shooter they take more investment than mainstream fps people will give them right in terms of time and learning mechanics and 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 on right. top of that a lot of people that, a lot a lot on top of that a lot of people that are really really into those type of games also don't love first-person shooters. That's true. That's true, because it's not like Doom or Call of Duty. It's not about fragging out. It's, it's like a role-playing game in, in ways. It's like, it's like the original Deus Ex, where it's about passwords and sneaking in and yeah. adapting to, to, to combat when you need to and yeah, the, the, finding new equipment to open doors. Like, the immersive sim genre is just 
so fascinating. Oh, um, endlessly, endlessly and, fascinating. And so, yeah, I, I, I do think I don't know if it will, if it will hit like the big leagues that they wanted to in terms of public adoption, right? Like it, it will hit in the circles that are like you know games media circles as yeah. as they always do. But, and, I, and I do think Arcane created a bigger audience for themselves of Arcane fans with Deathloop. Totally. And there's, like, like with Deathloop, yes, but also, like, honestly, with Dishonored, like, like they, they, yes. have, they have fostered their fans for quite a long time and they kind of just don't make games like anyone else anymore. Um, That's true. Like, it's, it's just, you know, and, like, it's, it's reductive to say it's just them, but it, it's just them. But um, in terms of, like, the, the, the big publisher spaces, it mostly is just them. The closest thing to that is like Far Cry. Yeah, Far Cry. Even then, that that's and such a yeah, right. Like, it's like a self combat shooter. Yeah, and it's like, and that's because Far Cry realistically is is a is a it it's it's an open world first person shooter that has immersive sim elements, but it is it doesn't do the immersive sim stuff that 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 Sorry. arcane games do. Yeah, there's stuff on the horizon like um the System Shock reboot, uh, and apparently there's a new Bioshock game coming. But that's like that's kind of the only things yeah. like, yeah. And Deus Ex is dead at the moment, so ah, oh, we'll see. Embracer will wake it up. <laughs> hey, yeah, we need you on the we need you on the shop floors, Jensen. Wake up, get Jen- up, wake up, Jensen. <laughs> uh, it's um. Yeah, it's a it's it's a weird spot for Arcane. So yeah, for Xbox, I do think that it needs to be a success. Um, but more than that, like that's that's what that's what this first six months needs to be that they've sort of laid out for us that they've sort of that they've sort of shown us what it will be. I really, really, really think that we just need to be seeing more from them. We need to be seeing regularity from their studios. We need yeah. to when when the when the next things that we just have on the that we've just put on the calendar this last week when those are out, we need to know what to look forward to next. And it, now by then we'll have E3, so that should be doable. But not just 2024, 2024, 2025. What's coming second half 2023? What's coming? And not just in November. What's coming in August and September? Like. Yeah, that's something that we get with with Nintendo in in waves. It sort of it's it it ebbs and flows, but you can kind of rely on it being there at least at some point. Same with PlayStation. This is the sparsest their future lineup has been for PlayStation in a while. But we just got God of War Ragnarok, We're which getting... was huge. We know Spider Man Three is this year. They've two, reconfirmed two, that. Two, 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 two. Sorry, I was thinking of twenty twenty three. We know Spider-Man 2 is this year. Yeah. It, it something what else Sony came out last year? There was more. Well, we're going to get um Horizon uh the the, Horizon the, the, the last year. Yeah, we're going to get the Horizon VR one this year and we got the previous one last year. And the DLC. Is that coming this year? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think it is. I think yeah, it is. That, that's cool. The Burning Shores. Yeah, look, it's it's. It, I I was thinking about Xbox earlier today because I knew we were going to be talking about it on the show, and I was thinking about their console, like that they have at the moment, and I was thinking that I think that this is. I think that this is probably the best put together console 
that they've ever had at the time of like in terms of c- comparing themselves to like what is out like like the 360 was obviously great guns um it needed a lot of help though like post-release help like didn't have an hdmi port and like oh look i mean like th- that was within a year um uh that, oh, okay. like like that that was like first revision on the 360 was like it had a hdmi port um but like like there were some things right like it did it didn't launch with wireless c- uh, connectivity um and it never had a blu-ray drive um like the, like there was stuff that 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 they that, that they did that was that was exciting and that was all of the online stuff that they had right like like xbox live when it came out then the move into xbox live arcade all of that stuff was obviously incredible yep on top of they were putting out great games on the fucking regular and and the thing is that the xbox series is i think overall a better piece of hardware relative to the time that it is coming out but they're just like what is propping them up at the moment is is Game Pass, yep. and and third party, um, and that's not a bad thing, but that doesn't neither of those things rely on the console existing. Those those two things exactly. can 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 exist without it. Um, and they don't really sell the system that well. Like Game Pass sells the Series S to value consumers pretty well, but. Look, I, I think I think it sells just as well to to Series X consumers as well because there's a lot yeah, of I'm, there's a lot of really great looking games on Game Pass that just can't run as well on a Series S. That's true. I guess I mean like Game Pass. I don't think Game Pass is a system seller in and of itself. You know what I mean? Like Maybe. Horizon and God of War, Last of Us, sure, system right. sellers. Yeah, Halo like, and it's, Gears, it's system sellers. It's the same conversation we have over and over again, which is that that Game Pass will continue to make them a whole lot of money and is not exciting to talk about. Yeah, yeah, not anymore, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it is only exciting when the games release on it, right? Like yeah, when, or like when something exciting is announced for it that isn't announced for it. Yeah, like when Starfield comes out, Game Pass will be incredibly exciting. Yes. <laughs> so what are we realistically expecting them to show for this year? I I don't think they're going to have a very good year. I think I don't I don't I think their first half looks okay coming out of this developer direct. I you think look, yes. Second half looks rough. Yeah, well like, that, that's what I mean. Like like the stuff that's the st- like all the stuff that's question marks, I still think is just going to be question marks throughout a lot of this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. I I think I do think we will get Starfield this year. And if we get more of this stuff on this list, like Hellblade and Avowed, then great. But everything else on that list, I don't see hitting this year. And then it, and then it becomes a thing of like, it, I just can't help but wonder what they've been doing this whole time. They've bought so many studios, but not just recently, like over the last four or five years, like when they were buying Double Fine and Ninja Theory, like it was so long ago that they bought Ninja Theory. They announced it at like E3 2019, nearly four years ago. Like, it's such a strange. It's they're they're in such a strange place. And and yes, they were put on the back foot with the launch of the Xbox One. They they flipped that with Game Pass in terms of their 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 their, their perception among consumers, but. 
I just don't know what they're doing with all of these studios. They have so many. So why isn't their throughput, rather their output, reflecting that? Yeah, it's it, it, it it's it's weird, right? Because it's like there's there's a level of like you know when a company buys another company, there is growing pains, and they bought a lot of companies. Um, so many. You know, you do wonder with stuff like. So, for example, we know Redfall was was in development prior to them being bought out by Microsoft. But maybe stuff like Avowed wasn't. Um, maybe stuff like Hellblade 2, I don't know, um, because yeah. we, 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 we just don't know. They were acquired pretty soon after Hellblade 1 came out, too. Yeah. the uh, you, you, Sometimes when... Sometimes when a new person takes over an area and they say to you, what can you do for us? Sometimes you give them something that is wild. Sure. And you promise something because you want to impress them. But yeah, but also yeah. because they have the resources to help you execute on that. Yeah. So maybe some of these studios went like, well, let's, let's pitch this idea that was our dream idea. Which we which we couldn't have made, on our own. We were we were working on Project X. We wanted to do Project Y, but we can't at the moment, so we, we shelved it because we, we want to do it well. And then and then Moneybags comes over, picks them up, <laughs> and, and says like, "Well, what do you want to make? Like, let's you know, like let's 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 make some jazz." And he goes, "Well, we've, we had this idea for Project Y. You know, what what do you reckon on that?" And said, "That sounds very exciting." We would love to have that as a thing that we put together together. And then it starts taking a lot longer. All of this is speculation, but there is that. That does happen in times, right? You know, a, a, like a, a company that gets bought out, like it happened fucking with like Google a lot, right? Like they would buy a company and then the company would take a massive swing in a direction and it, and it would get kind of mismanaged in a weird way because they've got growing pains of being under more and more heads and and them trying to work out how to, work with each other and then it just sort of collapses a little bit mm-hmm. we've heard weird things coming out of the management of, of of xbox game studios over the past couple of weeks uh through the 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 aftershock of all, all of these layoffs um you know coming out of halo right and like and if if halo is being mismanaged by the heads at at xbox game studios you know like it, that's not a thing that's going to happen in a vacuum. You know, 343 yeah. has been under Xbox throughout its entire life. It was created by Xbox for Xbox. So that is a possibility. You know, the idea is yeah. like, they, like everybody took big swings because suddenly they had someone else to pay the bill and maybe it hasn't worked out for them as well. I guess so. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where they know they can't release something half-baked anymore. Not after not after Cyberpunk, not after Halo Infinite. Not after they, Master Chief Collection as well. Well, yeah. Game that came out nearly eight years ago at this point. So, it's hard because, like, I want them to start hitting goals, not at the expense of the games, and I want them to delay them if they need to, like they've done with Starfield. But then it becomes like, yeah, I, I don't know. And this is what it would be like in the company as well. Like, yeah, we can delay it, but what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? Where's yeah. our other shit? Yeah. 
so yeah i want and and ultimately what i want is is i want the best for the developers themselves i want them to be supported comfortable creative excited gainfully employed yes <laughs> and, and respected by their audience yeah but you just can't help but wonder what's 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 going on in the in a found on a foundational level with xbox mm. at the end of the day when we just can't see more than a few steps in front of us at any one time. Yeah. Another question we've got here. Is their year going to be swamped by the Activision Blizzard King acquisition? Yes. <laughs> well, yes, definitely. In terms of headlines, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and you know, there's a question to be asked how much that has affected the management of Xbox Game Studios as well. You'd hope they would have a big enough team that they could compartmentalize that a bit, but... Um, yeah, the, so the acquisition is moving into its its second year. It's been all sorts of strange progress and filings and whatever. And but yeah, now we're looking at uh, the lawsuit filed by the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, against Microsoft acquiring yeah. these studios. Uh, and it looks like there's a similar kind of thing gearing up to happen in the uh, in Europe as well. There's there's a there's a a, a, a regulatory body over there that is equally uh, ready, gearing up to fight. It sounded like, um, yeah. And these things, even if, even if, like, they can't find anything wrong with Xbox's claims, and they they do move to block it, success, like, rather, even if these claims aren't successful, and Xbox still moves ahead, they are slow. They are expensive. They are headaches. They are bad press. Like that, that I think is the thing that they hate the most is is it takes time and yeah. everybody looks at them. They yeah. it's it's the thing that, that all big companies, all big game companies specifically, but all big companies, they hate it when anybody looks at them, right? It is always a like let me do my thing, let me make my billions. Yeah. Don't pay attention to me. Don't you know it's it's the EA thing with the loot boxes. It's the it's the riot thing with the lawsuits um, via or the Epic and Apple. Epic and Apple. It's all of this stuff. Like they fucking hate all of it because all they want to do is sit there and continue to make to make money. Right. It is the the because the moment people start to look at them, you know, some 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 politician is chomping at the bit to to introduce some new guidelines which the companies would hate. Um, yeah. which is hilarious because fucking like I cannot wait for these court filings. I cannot wait for the documents that get made public. I I I love it so much. It's so fucking funny because yeah. they they have so much internal internal communication stuff that's going to be made public, and it's so stupid. So much of it. So much of it's going to yeah. be so dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. It's interesting too because they um. We found out in the last week or two that Xbox is uh, subpoenaing, <laughs> subpoenaing Sony, Sony yeah. for this FTC trade suit. Yeah. And it's like, I, I mean, I mean, is it just that you're going to have a bunch of your dirty laundry, dirty laundry aired? So you're dragging Sony into the street with you? I, I think it's it's between the two. I think they are going to heavily make the case that 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 making Call of Duty, um, you know, like whatever, like the parody that they keep talking about across platforms. Um, right. Uh, they really want to make that clear that it's it's not anti-consumer. Um, yeah. 
but also I think they're very much like a like it's it's very much like a motherfucker. Like I'm I'm if I'm falling, you're gonna I'm gonna bring you in with me. Totally. And like there's even the more selfish side of it too, which is like, well, we've got we've got this lawsuit where the FTC probably wants to hear this for their own case. Maybe it doesn't help our actual lawsuit at all, but maybe we can find out some of Sony's strategy moving forward. Like yeah. it's such a it's a bit of a dipshit corporate move. Like it is not a positive thing to do <laughs> between two people, um, forcing people's hands. But man, it's it's funny. It's real strange. It's so fucking funny. I do think ultimately we're seeing this go through. We're seeing the, the we're seeing the acquisition happen. I don't know what Xbox is going to do if this doesn't happen. Eighteen months just down the drain where they weren't acquiring other studios, where they weren't putting that energy into making sure their current studios had the resources that they needed. Like, what a waste of time, money, effort, publicity, energy, everything. It'll be bad for Activision too, because they'll, be they'll be basing all of their decisions on, hey, we're getting acquired in the next six to 12 months. I, I, I don't think, that, I still don't think that they are. I don't think they can do that. What based their decisions? Yeah, like they they can't make financial projections based on a deal that hasn't been approved yet. I I guess so. Still, like, it's it's not it's not what any either party is wanting. Yeah, yeah. So what happens uh, if it doesn't work for them this year? What happens if this year doesn't work for them? More layoffs by the end of the year. I feel like more shrinking specifically from the xbox side yeah like like we're just not they're not seeing the income they need they're not releasing as much as they need to for the the kind of growth and expansion they're pulling for yeah i think i mean look like i still think that game pass is still making them overall profit but it's it's very much like yeah like at some point people are going to stop subscribing when, when new things don't keep coming to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they, they happen to be in a good position right now where uh, the streaming services for games are not losing games nearly as often as streaming services for movies and TV shows are losing movies and TV shows. Um, right. You know, like we see Netflix and, and stuff cancelling all their shows all the time and people are leaving them left left and right. Um, you know, companies like HBO pulling their own content for from their own shows that don't have to pay for syndication, right? It's 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 yeah. it's different rules for games, so they can they can theoretically just continue to add more and more to the services. But the thing is, people are far less likely to continue subbing to a service like this when when they don't uh, see the 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 big players like Starfield fall in at the right time right you know when when they don't see the the the, the newest game from obsidian etc like they need those exciting releases to hit the platform to continue people to to incentivize them to resub right like yeah. i don't think game pass is in this is in the is in the point where netflix for a long time people would pay for netflix and not watch it for months upon months back in the day before there was a million other competitors i don't think game pass ever hit that thing where people say oh i haven't played game pass for months and months and months but i've still got my subscription active people are far yeah. more likely to cancel that and so they need to release retention re- like re- retention retainers retention retainers 
I think it's that. Think that's a that's attention a, retainers. No, like th- games that retain audiences. Retention yeah. retainers is the same word twice. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think you just mean audience retainers. Audience retainers. Yeah. Audience retention and audience retainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're right. I, I remember when we were talking about PlayStation Plus Plus Plus, and I was like, "Oh man," but I don't even know if I want Game Pass. And you're like, "Oh, but I remember you saying to me in the last six months, you're like, oh, but like first party releases, day on date, Carrie.'" I'm like, "Eh." Like, what does that even mean at the moment? I'm well, not even I, looking forward to anything. Was, at, at the moment, it response. means at the moment it means nothing. Like at the moment, it's they're not actually releasing. Yeah, um, I it, think I think a, since it's a good promise. Halo came out. Yeah, and yeah. look, I'm I'm still glad. You know, like I still play Game Pass once every two weeks at least. There's there's always yeah. something on there for me to jump into. Um, I don't, but I was glad I had it for Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, and you know, like there was a there was that neat thing the other day when I went to fucking. I still had I still had the Matrix disc in my console, and I went to play Star Wars Lego, and I I realized halfway through as I hit play on Star Wars Lego, which is a game I own on disc, um, that it launched my disc version of the game without the disc because I had it on Game Pass. Yeah, right. Like, like the- what what happened for me with Guardians? Oh, really? Yeah, that came to Game Pass after before I'd finished it. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Um, I still play it often, but it's not exciting at the moment. No, no, it's not. Look, it would be if I wanted to play one of the three best Persona games that ever came out (laughs) or two or three of the three best Persona games that ever came out. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) That's a good point. Persona, the thing I get really paranoid with that is that like those games take so long <laughs> yeah, I know. that they that they eventually leave Game Pass before you finish them. It took me a year to get through Persona Five Royal. Yeah, yeah, I that was that was a big concern when I started playing Yakuza on a Game Pass. I yeah. was like, oh, what if it leaves? And then it did leave, and then it came back, and it was fine. But it was like two months where I was like, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to play that again. Yeah, we've got one final question here. We'll we'll, we'll go through it briefly, but. I kind of want to refactor it a bit. So I wrote this down initially as, do we see them gear up for another large acquisition if the Activision Blizzard merger goes through? But I also kind of want to say, do you want them? Do you want to see them go for another large acquisition after Activision? Uh, Not soon. Because... I mean, people wanting people to acquire things is strange. I don't think there's many consumers who want that. Oh yeah, but- no, yeah. Like, okay, yeah, sorry. To answer the answer the question, if I want them to, no, <laughs> I do not want them yeah. to. Um, will we see them do any, any, any big, any big buys after? Uh, not for a while. Um, because. $69 billion. Look, I'm not even sure if that's about the money because they'll make that back very quickly. What? Maybe. King will make <laughs> Maybe it. Call of Duty d- stops being annual. Maybe we get a Call of Duty every five years <laughs> under Xbox. Uh, yeah, King, I think, makes, like, I think they make a, uh, they made a half a billion dollars in quarter one of 2020. Like, they'll, 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 they'll make that back not, not, in not too much time. Yeah. Okay. No. The, fair enough. The, the the thing is, they will, so they they will have all eyes on them for a very long time. This is a this is a precedent setting lawsuit. If they don't, if this doesn't go through, 
then they are the precedent why they can't do another one of these deals. Yeah, if, if, or why like no one can buy Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And if they do go through, then the, then they will start setting up safeguards to make sure this never happens again. Yeah. Like they, they, they are doing like a, 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 a industry devi- defining deal right now that will never be recreated or will never happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I think. It's a good point. I personally, I don't want to see them do anything else like this after this for ages, just in terms of just just everything we've spoken about in the last 20 minutes, right? Where it's like, I want you guys to focus on what you've got in your own backyard for a minute. Get the balls rolling up up the hill. Form the balls. Get them up the hill and start them rolling. What if I buy someone else's backyard? <laughs> <laughs> What if I say to my neighbor, I will buy your backyard for $70 billion. <laughs> hey, it's a nice backyard you got over there. What's that? You got Call of Duty playing in the corner. You and, got uh, and then my Diablo's o- over there in the treehouse. My other neighbor. watches over there sucking its thumb. My, my, yeah, my other neighbor will then complain to me and say, hey, he used to let me play in his backyard every year. And he says, well, uh-huh. I will do a deal with you to allow you to do that for the next 10 years. 10 years I want to be able to play in your backyard forever <laughs> oh man well that's that's what we reckon about Xbox for the coming year it's it's uncertain what their future looks like I don't think yeah. they're going to go anywhere anytime soon but I think if this current trajectory stays its course for the rest of the generation I think they're going to be in serious trouble I really don't know like I really don't know cuz yeah. like at the end of the day it's Microsoft like yeah they can they can just fund it totally yeah like they could just bankroll it but they don't want to no, at the end no, of the day they course, do want this to make money of, of of course not and i think that i think that it is <laughs> i think i don't know who knows it's a it's a strange it's a strange time it's a strange thing to look at and you're right that microsoft thing is the linchpin yeah oh, goodness. that was that was the breakage i wasn't ready uh yeah no them being them being there with microsoft is that i think it's the thing that has kept them steady right through the failure of the xbox one mm. yes yeah yeah so I thought you well, were, I thought you were about to throw it to the break, so I so I hit the button to get you there. I, I understand. I I've, I've fair, I tell you what, Jeremy, why don't you hit that button right now? All right. Okay. Everyone, we're going to go on a break. When we're back, we're going to be talking about Hi-Fi Rush and other things. Stick around. See you in a second. I mean, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been discussing The Last of Us TV show. Just a little bit. The Last of Us game and uh, something else before that. What were we talking about before that? I don't remember. I don't remember. Because hmm. uh, I asked you what, what games you're going to play this week and then we just spoke about The Last of Us for... That's like, right. 30 minutes. Yeah. That's a good that was a good break. Yeah. If you want to be a part of that break next time, you should go to twitch.tv slash minimapau at 6 30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time to, to watch us record live. Um 
It's not the break now, though. It is the second half of the show. It's probably going to be a shorter half because we went long in the first one. Uh, but we're going to be talking about what we've been playing this week. Uh, let's start with Hi-Fi Rush uh, that we alluded to before that we have both played. Uh, Jeremy, how many how how many levels or and or hours are you into this? Really early. Like I I got a feel for the game and I got through the tutorial and and that that that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Really early. Cool. I think I'm about five hours in. It's like a um, it's like a ten hour game, isn't it, or a twelve hour game? Yeah, it's decently lengthy. Um, it's uh, yeah, but I think I'm five hours in. I had to play a bit for work, and then also I played a bit for fun. Um, promptly bumped for spoken off the top of my just play something to play something list, uh, which I think is quite interesting how it came out of nowhere and just completely stole for spoken's week, which already I mean. I mean, it didn't get good reviews or anything, but like Forspoken is gone now. <laughs> yeah, and I think that they have the same quality of writing. <laughs> I have, I've had, I have seen that on Twitter. Maybe, but Hi-Fi Rush is just so much more enjoyable to be in and like, like the, the... Visually, yeah. Like, well, visually, stylistically, but also like, even if the, the quality of the writing is the same in Forspoken as it is with Hi-Fi Rush, like the tone of characters talking to each other and what they're saying is just better. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as... I didn't... I don't agree, but... I don't think it is 100% the same as the sandpaper dialogue that is for... Uh, that is Frey and Cuff just sniping at each other for no reason. Just mm. every minute. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not quite that bad. Yeah. I think I, I, think I hate the dialogue in this game. Okay. Like, like I would, like I, I will be skipping it. Like I will, I will be, I wow. will be not engaging with the dialogue in this game. I don't think it's good at all. Okay, I, I find it pretty inoffensive. Sometimes it makes me laugh. Um, and but yeah, it's I don't, I don't. It, it's not going to turn you away in the way it does in Forspoken, where it's like they have nothing that, like, they have very little else to keep you in. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, we spoke about it before, but. Uh, yeah, it's this like rhythm devil may cry action game, you know, like I might say it's actually devil may cry like action game. I think it's closer to no more heroes, which is interesting. I definitely don't know that game well enough to tell you the distinction. It's, uh, it's less about combos and it, the, the character feels like the no more heroes guy. I really feel like it is about combos, though, which maybe, is why maybe, I mentioned Devil May Cry. Maybe, maybe I haven't got up to. I mean, like, like as in, like, like graded, like S yeah. rank. Oh, do, like, do they do that later on? No, they do it from the start. Really? They were grading me. Yep, one hundred percent. Every time you finish a combat thing, you've well, even just in combat, you have a rating in the top right. Yeah. S A B C D. And then when you finish combat, it gives it breaks that overall rating down into three for you. It's Score, which is like so combos, oh, basically that's right. you and kept your combo up, and there's time, and then, and then there's, whether you yeah. kept timing, and then how how fast you beat the the combat scenario. I think, and that gives you your overall rank. I think I didn't notice that because I was getting S rank on everything because I'm a real gamer. <laughs> what? I think I. Why didn't, does that mean you didn't? What? Because I, I I was just playing the game, and I and I was I was just continuously getting S ranks that I stopped looking. But then you just forgot that it existed <laughs> because you're a real gamer. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
sure. Uh-huh. Checks out, I guess. Real, real gamer moment. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's, it's got an awesome comic book animation style. Um, it is Spider-Verse-esque how characters are sort of animating on twos. They've got that low frame rate kind of thing in a high frame rate world. Um, everything's very cartoony and colorful and splashy. The, the robot designs, I think, are pretty cool. And I like the, the, side, the side dialogue with all the other robots when they're talking about, like, you know, different corporate work structures and, and how they're, they're, they're spending their one day off every six months to, to they don't want to waste it talking to you or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. That, that, that all kind of thing, it all flows well together, I think, for me personally. Yeah. You play as this guy who gets into this corporate land and then he... He accidentally gets his MP3 player stamped into his chest and he gets a metal arm that has a rod in it and the rod is magnetic and he can create a big, wacky metal guitar out of random metal pieces in the world and he hits people with it because they want to kill him because he's a defect. But because of this MP3 player in his chest, the whole world beats in rhythm to the sound of the song that you can hear at that point in time. So Chai is the main character's name. He attacks in time with the beat. He dodges in, well, he could jump and dodge in time with the beat. The en- All of the enemies attack in time with the beat. Uh, a lot of the environment obstacles move in time with the beat. Like the whole world is rhythmatized. Um, it's pretty neat. It's a really neat concept. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's cool. Like I think it's, I think it's, I think that's kind of it. I think it's cool. Like I think it is a yeah. it a, it is a cool game. Um, I think that it, the the world I think is the the best part of it for me. Like the like the the, the combat is cool, but I think the the way the world reacts and yeah. feels alive, um, to the music I think is 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 really is really quite impressive. Um, yeah, and like the the combat is pretty solid. Um, I I I don't really care for the main character that much. I think he's kind of no. He's he's whatever. Yeah, like and like that's. I think that there's you know like comparing it to Spider Verse, I'm like oh like all the characters that are really great and all really unique and. Stuff. I mean, in animation style. I, I know, I know, but like, you, like you know, you're drawing those comparisons like across through more of the game, it's like I I wish there was a bit more creativity with some of the characters. Um, I think the robots are cool. Like, and I, and I like the cat. Um. But give me a like if I, I I would like just a little bit more sweetener on on some of the on some of the characters, um. But it's cool. I'll play more. Some of um, the later characters are pretty cool. Uh, there's a robot who is meant to be like a like a like a therapist robot. Uh, and so he he draws expressions on his face because his face doesn't emote, but he wants to like connect more with the people he's talking to. So he's constantly wiping his face clean. And drawing like a surprise expression or like a like a oh this cat's so cute expression like it like that's 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 weird and funny and silly yeah um yeah it's funny i i started this i started i put the gameplay difficulty to hard because they were like oh familiar with rhythm games and action games i was like yeah i am that i can do that right same um and i really like the just standard combat uh it takes them about four and a half hours to introduce the parry mechanic to you. Right. Which I find absolutely baffling. And it's a, it's a, a general critique with this game is it is so slow to introduce things to you. Right. 
that's not necessarily a bad thing if you if you're if you're if you're engaged with it enough at the start to keep going. But things man, are, things are too slow breath. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and there and there is a lot of that dialogue that holds back uh uh different cutscenes like and like you know if they do a thing where someone's talking while you're running around then you can't skip it if you die and have to reload. Sure. Like there's a lot of talking I but I I just like being in the world and the rhythm. I like the sound of the the type of music that's playing the whole time. So it's nice to platform in the world. Like the platforming puzzles are fun. There's lots of hidden secrets. If you accidentally jump onto like the moving carousel underneath, it'll take you around to the side and you can open a side door and there's a bunch of currency in there and that's fun. And jumping and dashing in time is constantly, it's like a constant hook into that rhythmic beat even when you're not in combat. And then when you are in combat, all of the swipes are in time the dodging has to be in time if you want to be effective at dodging it. I really enjoy this game until the encounters get really hard. And then I find it is too precise in a way that the game doesn't really account for. Like a lot of, when you start getting attacked by range attacks, you have to dodge those at the, at, on the beat or just run away from them off beat and like lose your combo. If you, if you dodge them on beat, a lot of the time you'll still get... I, I find myself getting hit like 50% of the time. I'm like, well, fuck, what was I meant to do? I, I, I pressed the button. The, 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 thing, the thing came up, but I still got hit. I don't know what that's about. Mm. Um, and then the bosses are even more like that. A lot of them are even more on the beat, have to dodge, will get punished if you fuck this up. And I find it punishing. It's like... It's like it's like the the difficulty curve is it's it's a bumpy curve i feel like i feel like i'm s rank s rank s rank fail four times on a on a in one encounter right. s rank s rank fail yeah so right. I, I find it really uneven i'm like i'm just vibing i'm enjoying it don't mind the writing i like the side stories there's this whole thing about this one robot whose whole mission is to put the arrows up everywhere because the vandalay corporation uh, bought the rights to arrows just in the world. And so because of that, to justify it, they've put arrows all over the levels. That's funny. It's so silly, right? And so I really like doing that and I enjoy the platforming and the music. I get all of that. And then, yeah, I just get hit with these roadblocks and, and I'm like, man, this this game's so fun until I hate it. I, and, and I don't hate it, but I, I get really frustrated by, the, by some choice encounters. Uh, and yeah, now that they've empowered me with a new parry... And like new companions and and new dodges and new combos, I feel much more equipped to deal with all of the challenges that they're throwing my way. But it take it took me five hours to get to this stage. Like, it's ridiculous. So yeah, it's a funny game. I think it's a game that I would have loved when I was much younger, like on the like on PS2 kind of era. Like if I rented this game or if I was gifted this game or if I saw it for cheap, or if I just saw it and thought it was cool, I think I would have loved, 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 loved this game Yeah, right. if I was younger. As it stands, I, I think I'll play it and enjoy it and move on from it. I think it, it's having, having gotten used to the, the, the precision and the enjoyability of dodging in games like Souls, I think I will constantly be feeling like, ah, oh, I just wish this felt a bit different in that way. Yeah, it right. feels like there's a number of things that work against me for that. But mm. it is still, I, th- I think it's really good. For the price, if you're buying it outright or just on Game Pass, it's really worth a go. Ollie, Ollie, our friend Ollie played it and said, I hate the writing and I don't like how this feels and it's taking forever. I'm out. He just, he just, 
he just was like, nah, I hate this. I'm out. And so like, it's not for everyone, but I, I, I think it's a really neat little package. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm excited to, to, to get more into it, to see how I, how I really feel about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to be engaging with every aspect of the game. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's fine. Right. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to remember these characters names in, in like next month kind of a deal. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to be upset about it either. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> there was one funny thing though. I was playing on computer to start with, um, and it made me realize I've been working with a like a, a latent amount of lag on my system for I don't know how long uh, that I I had to fix. There's you can't change it in the game because it's too linked. Yeah, which I I think is not not very good. I mean, yes and no. I don't know how. I don't think it's not like Guitar Hero though, where you could just like move the notes back and forward. There is everything is in sync to that animations and movement and combat and combos and the sounds and the yeah, but UI. You, like if you can do it in metal Hellsinger and if you can do it in, in um, cadence of Hyrule, you can do it in this. Okay. Because like, like I, 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 I'm with you where I was playing it on my TV downstairs and there is latency on that between the audio because it's running through a, an amp from the eighties. Um, yeah. uh, so there is just, so I had to not, play it there and plug my headphones into my controller and play it there to get zero latency. Yeah. For me, I, uh, I, I finally bit the bullet and instead of using this, uh, auxiliary extender I've been using for ages, I'm doing what, uh, Elgato's wavelength software has wanted me to do this whole time. I've got my microphone finally plugged directly into my headset. Like the way I monitor the, my computer now is through my microphone. Oh, because because I'm running all of my audio through Elgato's Wave software. The only way they can have it be that it has a zero latency interface is through the Wave microphone, because that's how that connects. Have you tried a voice meter? <laughs> uh, good one, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, what what are you what do you got to bring to the table today? Let go, Star Wars. Yeah? I played more Lego Star Wars. Uh-huh. I finished episode nine. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then I started episode four. Okay. Uh, I have I have now episode only, only four, five, and six left. Why did you skip the original trilogy? Uh, well, I started with... I, so, I, so I, did, I did it in a weird order. I did like episode one because I was like, well, the first one I played was episode one on Lego Star Wars. So I want to do that again. So I did that. And then I did The Force Awakens because I was like, well, I, I want to see how they, how they do that, like that, yeah. that side of it. Um, mostly because I wanted to get The Last Jedi because I'm like, there's like a lot of dialogue in Last Jedi. And so I was like, how does the game account for a lot of that movie being talking? Um, yeah. It's kind of similar to Attack of the Clones. Kind of, yeah. And then, I, and then I did Attack of the Clones because I'm like, I was in like a little bit of a Clone Wars hit. And then I did, and then I did episode three because I was like, yeah, like, I, let me, let me, let me You're do right there. Yeah, yeah, like, let me, let me do Revenge of the Sith. That, that movie, that, like, that game will be quite action packed. And I was like, well, I've now done The Force Awakens, and I've now done Last Jedi. It's weird to play Lego. It's weird to play Star Wars Lego for for movies that I haven't experienced in Star Wars Lego. Right, because I've played through the original games a bunch of times. 
and then went into this one, started with episode one. I'm like, I know this, like this is this is very familiar. And then jumping into the sequels, I'm like, it's so it's so weird to know that they're adapted now in a, in a funny way. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I need to see what Rise of Skywalker is like. Fucking hell. That 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 game is still a mess. Uh, sorry, that movie is still a mess in that game. Oh, you mean they they couldn't fix it? They couldn't fix it. Oh no! They can't make fun of it in the movie. Sorry, in the game because they can't. Right? right, they're adapting it in a way that isn't isn't mean. Yeah, and so they have to all the jokes that happen in the movie. They have to kind of play them straight, even when yeah. they're bad. Um, you know, they can't draw attention to to the fact that Luke just sh- like as a ghost forces his X wing out of the water for Ray to fly when she's on Acto. Yeah. Um. To be fair. That movie is the funniest that C-3PO has ever been. Totally. Absolutely. Completely. I, don't know, I don't know why that movie had to be actually the rise of C-3PO. I know. But whatever. Com- like, com- we'll take what we can get. Completely agree. Um, but, yeah, and then I then we, I get to the bit where, like, you know, you're a Palpatine and stuff and all that, and it's all it's all very... It's, 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 I know. I know. And like. I, I know, and I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm reliving this, the story while playing this game. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Um, there they do still do some good jokes in it. Like, um, uh, there is there is another there is another uh, Kylo Ren shirtless moment in that. All oh, right, <laughs> like they they bring that up a bunch of times because it's funny every time. Yep. Um, the final scene when 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 Ray sees the 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 two ghosts of of Luke and Leia. Um, when she's on Tatooine, I know, I know. Um, th- like, is she actually on Tatooine in that last scene? Yeah, she buries their lightsabers. Oh, cool. Did you not realize that? I forgot. I, I, I completely blocked out all of that movie. Yeah, yeah. When she goes back and there's that lady who's like, who are you? She goes, who I'm, are you? She goes like, I'm Ray. And she goes like, Ray who? Um, <laughs> I know, because Disney apparently decided that... that that last names of the most important thing in Star Wars. Um, not, not last names, just one last name. No, 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 no. You haven't seen Solo yet, have you? Um, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, when, 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 when the ghosts of Luke and Leia show up, like Leia is giving <laughs> Luke a, 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 like a, like a, like a, like a head nuggy, which is, which was funny. But what was funnier was, um, uh, the, like there's the shot where the lady's like, "Who are you?" And she goes like, "I'm Ray." Um, the twin sons are in the background, and then when when she walks off into the distance, she walks like to like the top of the hill, and the twin sons like like shuffle over to be like in the center of frame again, which is such a weird joke. That's really weird, <laughs> but it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, that and you say twin sons, and I think Da Vinci. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, then I started episode four. Um, there's a hilarious joke at the beginning of that where they're walking through, like, it's, it, they're on the, um, they're on the ship that gets attacked by, um, like, the Tantive, I believe is the name of the ship, that gets attacked by um, Darth Vader. Um, and there's, like, a, there's a C-3PO and, a, and an R2-D2 droid that are, like, the wrong color, like, oh, in the middle of frame and they're walking like they did in the, in the, um, in the scene. 
and like they just get like crushed by a piece of the ceiling and then see through Pio and R2 just walk in front of them and continue on. <laughs> that and there's this other hilarious hilarious scene where there's these there's these two at this point they're on the they're on the Death Star and there are these two um stormtroopers and uh they 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 hear they hear a noise and it's a line from the movie where there's like you know like what was that and it's like must be another drill um while like obi-wan is like sort of like yeah. peering around the corner um because in in the in these parts they all need to be played by two people well the, the ability to play by two people so you've always got someone else with you so it, in this scene c3po and r2 follow obi-wan for no reason right um just because you need a player two um the the camera pans over after like must have been another drill to Obi Wan and three pure's holding a drill that is like like going like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> it's so funny um, uh. it's good it's still good it's it's very very big and it I'm I'm still encountering quite a lot of bugs in the game. And some of oh, them, really? Yeah. And some of them are like, the game has seized up and I need to restart it. Uh, yeah. Annoying. And sometimes that means I got to do a little bit of the game again as well. Not much, but like sometimes 10 minutes. And it's not a lot, but sometimes it's like, ah, I'll do that 10 minutes next time I play. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a complete thing in that regard. And also they've released, <laughs> Carrie, they've released an Andor package. Of characters, oh. which you can buy, which I have not bought, but I almost did. It's just characters, right? It's just characters. Yeah. It's Cass, B2 Emo. It is Cyril Khan. Yeah. It is Dejamiro. It's Mosk. Mosk. <laughs> the, uh, the Mario to Cyril Luigi. Yes, I was really hoping you were going to say it was the other Mario brother. Um, it's Bix. And it's um, Stellan Skarsgård. Cool. Not a, not a, not the, not the, the blonde lady. Uh, Cinta. Or, yeah. No. Or, or Val. Val. No. Hmm. I feel like you would do Mo, uh, Mon Mothma before you do Val. <laughs> yeah, I wait. Yeah. <laughs> I wait to play as Mon Mothma. <laughs> I know. This is the thing. <laughs> this is what I thought the funniest thing was. It's like, I can't wait to play yeah. Cyril Khan in in my Lego Star Wars game. <laughs> yeah, I want to eat my Lego cereal. <laughs> I want to go get Lego fired from my <laughs> <Yeah>. job. <laughs> I'm going to cry Lego tears every second of every day. <laughs> oh, shit. I want to go do Lego data entry. Yeah. Now, wh- 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 where does he work in that show for a brief... It's like the... It's the, it's the Bureau of Standards. <laughs> yeah. That's such a great, what a great, awful place to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I th- I thought about it. I considered it. It's like it's on sale if you have if you have like Game Pass as well. Like they give you like a discount. I think it, it came out like six bucks. And I was like, look, maybe I can. I I would I would fuck with that. But like the thing is, there's no there's no funny interactions like all the characters have. Like the the vo- yeah, no, there's no story cutscenes or whatever. Well, yeah, but like even like the if you player one is Darth Vader and player two is Obi Wan, they will have like like bickering lines between the two, which are funny. Right. Um. They the all the DLC characters don't talk at all, which which is a shame. Mm. Um. 
it, you know, I, I understand that it's more work and all that stuff, but I think it, it would it would make me actually probably buy those. Um, even stuff like the Bad Batch, there's like a Han Solo pack as well. There's the like there's the Mando pack, isn't there? The, there's a pack for actually everything they've released since Episode Nine, um, right. Obi Wan show, all that stuff. Um, Book of Boba Fett. They don't have any voice lines for any of them. Or if they do, it's because that character already exists in the thing, and so it's just a variant of Obi Wan, another Boba Fett, etc. Mm. So, um, but yeah, the funny. the game itself is great. It's fucking good. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I'm still playing it. Right. Like I'm glad Is I didn't. Is that on PlayStation Plus 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 yet? I don't know. Let's see if I can figure out how to find that online. <laughs> Game Pass. Oh, is it how to find if it's on? Oh, it, it is on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass. Yeah. But yeah, finding finding the library on. See all the latest editions. Here it is. <laughs> New to the game catalog, Just Cause Four. Woo! <laughs> oh fuck, really? Yep. Jump to game catalog. Ugh. New games for me to trial. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Make it easy for me, PlayStation. <laughs> no, and fuck Lego. you, they say. Nah, just Lego Batman 3. Oh, Beyond Gotham, great. That's that's it, that's the line. How uh, did you know that off the top of your head? I've got that game, I've played that game. You know, I've played nearly all of the Lego games. Sure, why did you commit that one's tagline to memory, though? Because very few of them have taglines. <laughs> Point. Yeah, there's 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 Lego Batman, then it was Lego Batman DC Superheroes, and then Lego Batman Three Beyond Gotham, and then Lego did you DC play DC Supervillains. No, I did not. I'd I'd sort of I'd fallen off the train at that point. Last day of June is on PlayStation Plus Plus Plus. Kerry, what else have you been playing this week? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Last day of June. Uh, not much, not much, honestly. Just little bits here and there. I played some Mass Effect earlier today, which was nice, and um, but. Uh, a couple of weekends ago, I maybe modified my 3DS, and now it can play many things. You can, you somehow. can somehow. You can say all this stuff. This is all legal. No, it's illegal, Jeremy. It's it, it's legal. <laughs> it's it's it, the, Nintendo's waiting. They're 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 hovering over the the Sue minimap button. Yeah, it's just gonna no, yeah, no. So I modded my 3DS. And I uh, have some emulators on there now, which is quite good. And I've been playing. Uh, well, something funny happened actually, where I had I I got halfway through the process of loading up emulators. Right, I got I got uh, NES, SNES, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Game Boy emulation running on there just fine, and that was cool. And there were games on there that I wanted to play. I downloaded a bunch of Pokemon games I've never played, just so I've got them and blah blah blah. But I didn't. It didn't feel right. I didn't. I when I pulled up my 3ds i was like ah oh, some of these games i don't want to play or it feels like there's other stuff here i want to have the option to play as well whenever i look at this so i didn't want to play any of that stuff yet because i just knew i didn't have the ds or 3ds emulation working yet and okay. so i spent a bit of time earlier this week figuring that out and it was a bit of a frustrating afternoon but then i got it okay and now it works now i know how to make it work as well and so then once I finally got Elite Beat Agents ready and Pokemon Platinum and Heart Gold and Soul Silver or which, whichever one I picked and, uh, and Link Between Worlds on my system, only then 
was I comfortable playing Golden Sun for the Game Boy Advance? <laughs> it it's just the way, isn't it? That's just I guess that's that's how it works. It was it was so palpable though. It was so it was so what sorry palpable. It was so discreet. It was so noticeable. Such a such a defined moment that uh yeah, I couldn't help but kind of laugh at myself about it. So yeah, I've been playing Golden Sun mostly on my 3DS and. It's it's great. Golden Sun is a game that I I had when my brother's friend of mine brought a Game Boy Advance emulator to my computer as like a thing. I was like, oh, Karen might enjoy this when I was like nine, right? Uh, and it was great, and I did enjoy it. Except the way that emulator was set up, it hardly ever saved. Right. I could hardly save any of my games. I tried to fix it at one point, and I fixed like a few of them, and I could play through like Metroid Zero Mission. But Golden Sun, I could never save, so I could never get through it. But I, I loved it. I love playing it. It's got such a unique style. Like, it's it it plays like an SNES JRPG, like Final Fantasy VI. But it's the the way the the the, the sprites are made and animated. They've got a bit more resolution, I think, than the SNES kind of style does. And so they they have almost every asset has this three D look to it. It's got like shading, like it, it does look like the like the like a pre rendered three D almost. Almost, but just a bit pixely. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it's just a lovely style. The music's really cool. And when I did play it for like an hour or two on that emulator and I got up to the bit where you go to Soul Sanctum and you've, you've solved these puzzles, the combat music's really cool. Uh, the animation's really cool. And the, the battle animation is this like fake 3D thing where it's like you attack and they're like over there and over there. But sometimes with certain moves, like the like camera spins around and like... I don't know, it's just a cool game. So I've, I've just played as much of Golden Sun as I've ever played before in the last couple of weeks, and it's been awesome. Nice. And it, it's, it is weird, because I could be playing Final Fantasy VI for the first time, <laughs> or I could be playing a Link Between Worlds for the first time, or I could be playing Pokemon Platinum or HeartGold Silver. You know, I've never played Gen 2. I never played Platinum, but everyone loves it. Like, you should play but Platinum. I'm, I'm, you should play I'm Platinum. Play- I, I got it. It's on there. It's Great. on there. This is, this is exciting. It is funny. Uh, the other thing, honestly, I have do, you have... do you know Elite Beat Agents? I, I know what it looks like. I never played it. It's a fascinating game. Apparently there's... I, I was hearing someone else talk about it this week. There, apparently there's a, a an original Japanese release for the game that wasn't that, but then they made the, the, the version for the West. Um, for those who aren't familiar, it's a, it's a rhythm game on DS. And you play these elite beat agents, there's three of them, and they're dancing on the top screen. Uh, no, they're dancing on the bottom screen. They're dancing under where you're tapping. And these agents get called out to help people. It's like, oh, no, this person wanted to ask the, the footballer at the local school out on a date, but they have to babysit. So help the footballer and the babysitter babysit by tapping everything. It, it's a really loose premise. But like, there's, there's songs like, I think Skater Boy's on there, like mid 2000s songs and you're just tapping like one two three hold release like it's just it's just that kind of thing over and over to the to the beat of the song and i remember playing it when i saw someone else's modded ds way back in the day i was like this is so cool so neat i just i just i just really like rhythm games it turns out you know i'm sitting here next to my guitar hero controller i really yeah. like hi-fi rush like <laughs> you should you should play um what was that game there was another ds game that was a rhythm game um rhythm heaven rhythm heaven you should play you should play that yeah they, sam really enjoyed that actually they're, they're, they're really were like, great 
yeah, I've heard I've heard good things about that. WarioWare is kind of a rhythm game in a weird way, but not always. It, it kind of has that rhythm game feel where like every time you go between a level, it's like they're like the like the motion like moves to the beat. It's like go 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 go, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, I played a bit of Elite Beat Agents, which was cool because I was like. It's the only other game on there that isn't like a long ass JRPG that I've never played before. It's like, hmm, I feel like playing something for 20 minutes. I guess I could start Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars or whatever it's called. Like, or I guess I could start playing uh, Pokemon Black. <laughs> <laughs> some or I could some just people play say that's the best. Elite Beat Agents. Some people say that one's the best. Well, why do you, why do you think I grabbed it? Kerry, are you going to put Mario sixty four on there? No, but that's because the cartridge is is sitting in there. I haven't. I have. That is my first DS game that came with my launch DS. Oh, you own that game, right? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So my save is on there with all the mini games I've got unlocked. So that, nice. that that cartridge is not going anywhere. Excellent. If anything, I'm going to digitize it, which you can do with this 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 mod where you can like create cartridge dumps. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Just a little check-in. Nice. I, I probably won't be talking about my 3DS all the time, but I, I, it has been nice to just have it by my bed. So if I wake up and just want to be in bed, I can just play something or mm. go to bed and don't want to go to sleep. Or... It's good. And it's hard because those old games, the, the, the DS games and the 3DS games, they, they don't work as well on any other platform, right? And so like it's... Yeah, it's, it's such a unique system. You've got to do work to bring those over. You can't just do a straight port. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's great. If you've got a 3DS, especially if you've got a new 3DS because it's a bit more compatible with newer uh, emulators. Um, but yeah, anyone... I, I didn't, I, it's, a, it's a cool way to rejuvenate the system because they're all still working a lot of the time unless you bought like a launch original 3DS. Like they're, they're great. They're mm. great little systems and they're quite potent for all this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's the end of the episode, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It was interesting talking about Xbox and thinking about where they're going to be. I really don't know. We, it was funny how we spoke about them for an hour and we came away with, uh, who knows? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, 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 was, it was good to get the thoughts out, though. Oh, definitely. Externalize. It's always better to talk. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much again for listening. Uh, make sure to listen to next week's episode. Jeremy, what's our next week's episode? Uh, it's a ranking, Kerry. Oh, it's a ranking. As I look over at my notes, uh huh, we're ranking the console mascots. <laughs> so is that is that is that like Crash and Jack and Ratchet, or is that like 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 the uh, face of the console, right? So it's it's Mario, it's Sonic, it's Master Chief. Honestly, is a mascot of Xbox. Yeah. Um. PlayStation is funny. They've had so many smaller mascots. Yeah, look, I, I would say I would say Ratchet would be one. I would say Crash would yeah. have been one, definitely. Yep. Um I would say uh Polygon Man is one, Toro is another. Um you've got your eyebrows raised. Carrying <laughs> everything okay over there? I'm definitely recognizing the things that you're saying. You don't remember Polygon Man and Toro? All right, I'll introduce you to Poly- Polygon Man and Toro in the break. I love in the in the after show in the post show. I love uh, I love iconic characters. Look, I'm just saying there's a reason they brought Polygon Man 
back <laughs> to be the final boss in every campaign for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Oh, I had to look at some PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale footage recently for work, so I would have seen Polygon Man. That's funny. It is funny how sometimes you're like, oh, I, yeah, I, I went back and I, I looked at this for something unrelated the other day, and but for me, it just sits in my brain. Yep. At a, the, at the one I was trying to get ready for was the T-Rex. I know there's a, there was a T-Rex demo at some point. Yeah, yeah, the one that was the, the final boss for the, the, the PlayStation, the, the Astrobot game. That is why I remember it. Yeah. It's because of that. Yeah, that was, that was a tech demo. Like the ducks. Like the ducks or the, or the, or the million Marios, whatever it was. A thousand Marios. I can oh, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the Mario 128. That's it. That's it. Because it was, it, was, it was Mario 64's sequel. Yeah. Do the post show. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if you want to follow us, if you want to see when that next episode goes live, you can follow all of our accounts at MinimapAU. That's Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, you can follow us individually too. Jeremy, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at ob one You can follow me on Twitter at KJPalmer underscore 24. Uh, you can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else Minimap related, including the latest episode of the Mini Disc podcast, which... This it probably won't be out by the time this episode comes out, but it will be out by the end of the week. So watch out for that one. It is an episode on the Artful Escape with our friend Alex Beatty on the show as well. So uh, that will be there. And the latest article that we published was uh, actually something new. Finally, Jeremy worked on a preview for the new game from the studio who made Fogs. Uh, it's for a game called Tray Races, procedurally generated game where you race on trays down a hill it looks cool read jeremy's thoughts on it at that thing uh for those of you what what's wrong jeremy is that why they that 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 didn't occur to me that they're racing on trays at no point at no point did anyone mention that in the preview at no point is that reference in the material at all they're racing on trays carrie yeah i just thought it was a dumb name at no point was that. At no point that. It's the first thing I noticed when you sent me a screenshot. I just thought they were going on sleds. So funny. That's so funny. I didn't pick For that up at all. Alive. Pardon? I didn't pick that up at all. <laughs> For those of you that are live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're about to start the post show. For those of you listening later, uh, make sure to give us those five star ratings. It helps us out a lot. And consider joining us next week for the live show on Twitch. It's a great time. Lastly, uh, if you, you could also support us on Patreon if you want to help keep the lights and mics on. Uh, you can do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash minimapau. Pardon me. And for five Australian dollars, you'll get 24 hours of early access to for all episodes of the Minimap cast, as well as some more benefits, all while helping us out greatly. That's going to do it for this week, everyone. Play Hi-Fi Rush if, you, if you've got access to it. It's a great time. If you don't, whatever. And we'll be seeing you next week. 